a whole lot of information is starting to come out about who actually planned, coordinated, and attacked the American Capitol. And here's the thing, all of it was filmed. Not only was it on the news in real time, but all of them were streaming live. And so there are literally tens of thousands, over 100,000 different photos and videos. And what we're starting to understand is that many of the primary leaders of the attack, and today we just learned about a new one, worked for the FBI. (laughs) These are the things we always expected to be true, but now the evidence is coming out. I'm going to unpack and explain it. Also, one of the primary leaders of the Proud Boys was a longtime FBI informant that just came out. And one of the leaders of the Oath Keepers, another white supremacist organization, was found to have been an employee of the FBI, a retired military officer who had the highest security clearance you could get. It's a lot. Let me unpack and explain it. Let's break it all down. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. The the Breakdown. One of the strangest, most problematic things of the Trump era is something I don't think I've ever really had the time or taken the time to unpack here on the show. But because Trump, who we all loathe and despise and is a horrible human being, because Trump started to attack and criticize the FBI, What happened is a lot of people love whatever Trump hates and hate whatever Trump loves. And so as Trump started attacking the FBI and FBI agents, all of a sudden there started being this very peculiar love and affection nationally for the FBI. And... For any of us who actually love civil rights and human rights and the civil rights movement and some of its most essential leaders, not just including uh, Dr. King and Malcolm X, but we could go all the way back generations to Marcus Garvey and W.E.B. Du Bois and, and, and everyone in between all the way through the Black Panthers and, and others. They destroyed lives. They destroyed entire movements and organizations, and not on accident, on purpose, and hid it. They participated in the open destruction of every movement for black power and equality and equity and fairness and justice. And they are not our friends. And That's going to be a little easier to understand, I think, now that Trump is not president. But a lot of us who have actually both studied the FBI and been targeted by law enforcement and surveillance organizations were very uncomfortable with the reality that because Trump hated them, that did not mean we should now applaud and love them. They have done so much harm 
And you may remember about six months ago, we learned that police officers around the country were literally plotting to kill me and openly discussing it on a Facebook group. The FBI called me about this. Guess what they did about it? Not a damn thing. Nothing. I mean, we literally handed them the evidence and said, here are the names, the identities, the literal death threats about how they were going to work together to coordinate an assassination of me. We didn't do anything about that. I mean, here's the thing. The FBI literally knew that the Capitol was going to be attacked. It wasn't a secret. It was all over social media. And and I don't just mean that it was over social media that they were going to have an event. They were literally openly talking about storming the Capitol all over the place. And so, I mean, let let me get really basic. The FBI's office is named the J. Edgar Hoover Federal Building. (laughs) The man was evil, openly. The man was an open racist, bigot, white supremacist who targeted and did horrible things to the people and leaders we love. And they named their building after him. Okay? So, like, let's be all the way real. Let's be all the way honest about who this organization is. And over the past 10 years, there have been multiple studies about the infiltration of law enforcement groups by open white supremacists whose goals were to get in there and have power and use that power any way that they could. So this morning when I woke up and did my morning uh, survey of the news, it didn't come as a huge surprise to hear that one of the leaders of the white supremacist paramilitary organization, the Oath Keepers, Thomas Edward Caldwell, who was charged with helping to be a mastermind of the actual attack. I've seen the Facebook messages to and from him from throughout the entire ordeal. He's been arrested. Well, his attorneys said, hold on, hold on. You can't arrest Thomas. Thomas has the highest security clearance you can have in this country, a top secret security clearance, and has been a longtime employee and supervisor in the FBI. Uh, The FBI has not denied this. And of course, if it was a complete fabrication, they would have already denied it. And I'm laughing to keep from crying. This is who they are. This comes after last week, us learning that literally the primary leader of the white supremacist group, the Proud Boys, was a longtime FBI informant and was arrested himself for violence in D.C. the week before the attack and had been banned. And now I'm even looking at him being banned from D.C. I'm looking at that kind of sideways because we have no idea even what was behind that. Was he working with the FBI? And what, what was Thomas Caldwell doing? Was he still feeding them information? And, and as we start to look into Thomas Caldwell's life, 
not only was he a retired uh, Navy officer and a classified FBI agent, this man, after he left the FBI, had open contracts. Let me see if I can tell you with who. The, the man had open contracts with the Drug Enforcement Administration, the Department of Housing and Urban Development, the Coast Guard, and the Army Personnel Command, whatever that is. This man, <laughs> this man had top security clearance, worked for the FBI, had contracts with the DEA, HUD, the Coast Guard, and the Army, and was a well-known leader of the Oath Keepers simultaneously. (laughs) I mean, you couldn't, if this was in a movie, if we wrote a script, like, here's what's crazy. Thomas Caldwell has been an open leader in Oath Keepers. And that he is now denying it is outrageous because the evidence is everywhere. And what is abundantly clear, at the very least, and I'll start here, at the very least, what is abundantly clear is that the FBI never cared to investigate people like Thomas Edward Caldwell because he was literally one of them. And even though they understood how horrible of a human being this man is, they never really cared to do anything about it because he was one of their own. That's at, that's at the entry level, that they looked the other way as one of their own grew to be an influential white supremacist and paramilitary leader in this country, which is wild. Again, let's just pause for a moment and replace Thomas Caldwell with a Muslim American with a Muslim American Arabic name and, and, and a brown skin tone and imagine that someone with all of that military and FBI experience joined not a white supremacist paramilitary group, but some type of Muslim paramilitary group. Do you know, do you know the hell that that man or woman would catch as a as a as a muslim american in this country the primary thing that protected thomas caldwell was his whiteness is his whiteness it is what allowed him to get all of these contracts while simultaneously working with organizations and leading organizations that wanted to undermine the american government in every way wanted to overthrow the american government And this man literally helped participate in the attack on the Capitol. Investigators are still trying to learn whether or not he was in the Capitol or just helped strategically plan for it. We see in Facebook messages people calling him commander. All right? I mean, this is what we're working with. And what we know, that's the entry level. What we really know and have to talk about is something more nefarious, is that most of our nation's leading law enforcement agencies, including the FBI and the CIA 
and local police departments from the NYPD in my city to the one in yours exist to protect white power, white property, and white privilege. That's why they exist. They exist to protect white people, power, property, and privilege. And so when you have someone like Thomas Caldwell, who it appears is acting to overthrow or interrupt the flow of the government, well, those actions don't really go against the primary mission of the FBI, which is to protect white power. Well, Thomas wants to protect white power. And so even though one of their own is openly doing this, we have to ask ourselves, how much did the FBI know? And if they knew a lot, why didn't they do anything? And if they didn't know anything, what does that tell us about the FBI? It tells us that their mission has never been to interrupt those fighting for white power, fighting for white people, fighting to protect white property and space. And so Thomas Caldwell was not going against the fundamental mission of the FBI. And so either he was doing all of this under their nose and they knew nothing about it, which says a lot about what they're really looking at and what they really care about, or they actually knew it and still didn't care to interrupt it. Either way, what we're getting at here is the fiber, the very fabric of why law enforcement organizations from the FBI on down exist in this country. I've got to run. We're working on something special that I can't wait to tell you about. Got a lot of work to do in this day ahead. Love and appreciate all of you. Take care, everybody. Break it down. Hey, everybody. I want to tell you about a brand new podcast that I love a lot. And it's not because there's a woman that I love who is the co-host, my dear wife, Ray. But she is co-hosting a brilliant, important, essential podcast called Woke at Work with Dr. Blanca Ruiz. It's an amazing podcast about women of color in the workplace and all of the unique challenges and opportunities and sophistications. And they have brilliant interviews and they unpack the myriad of issues what it really means to be a woman of color in leadership in the workplace and so much more. You spell it W-O-C at work. W-O-C at work. Women of color at work. Search it. It's on all of the platforms now. It's getting amazing reviews and I want you to check it out.